I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Breakfast Police Circus. I'm Cliff. Hello, I'm Brett. Nice to see you, Brett. And we have a special guest for our Christmas episode. Mm. It's Luke. How are we, lads? Are we all right? All good. Welcome, Luke from the Mariners, who uh, has been on a fair few times and also has a Christmas album out. So it's all tying in nicely. How are you doing, Luke? Very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, just, just how everyone says it, I'm just about ready for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> just a few more bits. <laughs> I think I'm done. I think that's me. How long have you been done? Uh, well, I've just just done the wrapping today, so I've, that's me done. Oh, and I've, I'm, that is good. I, I had more presents than I thought I'd bought. You no, know, when you always think, oh, I've got to buy the wife another one. Yeah, but you always think that, don't you? But uh, I almost I think, I always I get one more. Right yeah, there's always one more. more. I thought I'd get right. something else while I was waiting uh, for you to be ready. Then I thought, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got enough. I just keep ordering more and more stuff. So, and, uh, you know, has anybody else's wife there uh, gone, oh, you know, don't get us too much this year because you always buy us too much? Has anybody else's well, wife said that? Too generous, My that, wife, that a lie? That's a my lie, wife wants very, very, very practical things. It's like stuff for a kitchen. It's it's not the most inspiring <laughs> stuff. It's she's like, she's it's setting you up there. Luke's is setting you up. Are you going to bring out the the ironing board at Christmas and that? <laughs> it's not quite. It's not quite that. It's not quite that bad. But it's. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Christmas. I go off on. I go off on a tangent. Well, I do get some other bits that she doesn't know she's going to get, which I then get in trouble for. Because yeah. um, we weren't supposed to be doing that sort of thing, but um, yeah, and then I just I, the, the excuse I have is, oh well, that, that's from the girls, so I say yeah. that's from that's from my, that's from my daughters. Yeah. They wanted to get you that, yeah. so I get, I get away with it that way. What's uh, what's the kitchen gifts? A sous vide. Well, we're having a new kitchen in the new year, ah, so she's nice. she's wanting bits towards it, so like a microwave. It's you know what I mean. Oh, it's yeah, like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's all I mean. She's definitely setting you up for a fail here. Kick right off on Christmas. Uh-huh. She's going to a frying pan. <laughs> well, it's not even non-stick. I what took, are you saying? There's frying Pearl pans out. on the list. Definitely. <laughs> I took Pearl out to go Christmas shopping on Saturday, get something for Jane, and uh, she's a right little grass. That's all I'm going to say. So last night I came in from work. And uh, Bill needed to go to the bathroom, and Jane was ringing us about something, and the fucking cats howling away. And I was like, oh, I've just walked in there. I was like, so fucking stressful in this house. <laughs> I didn't swear. I was like, oh, it's too stressful. Your mom's ringing, the cats howling. And then when Jane got in, Bill went to bed. She was like, your daughter's grassed you up, by the way. She said when I came in, she was like, Mommy, you're too stressful for this house. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, she went, and she also told us all about the presents she went to buy on Saturday and said, I couldn't tell you because it was a secret. I'm like, that is the wrong, the wrong way around. It was already a secret. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's all out yeah. of the bag. So, all of the ones from Pearl are, uh, are already disclosed. <laughs> Len- Lennon would do that when he was younger as well. He would do exactly the same thing. It's just the kind of keep secrets kids, can they? I know they can't. Like, I, just, I didn't think she was paying that much attention, to be honest. 
Ah, you see, you'd be surprised. I know. My, my I know. oldest, my oldest is all right, but my youngest would she, she'd just give everything away. So we just don't <laughs> even trust her. When I've when I've got something for for my wife, I'll tell the eldest what we've got and what we're wrapping. But I try and keep it as secret as I can from the um from the youngest. <laughs> well, I've got all the presents, but I haven't as of yet. I haven't had time to wrap them because it's December. So obviously, I've been out on the piss every night. <laughs> Even though I'm 42, I can't, I can't stop it. Uh, no, I just haven't had time, so I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to do it. To be honest, I'll have to like just go and sit in another room like my mom used to for a night. Seems a bit depressing, that though, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. Aye. There's not that much to wrap. It'll be all right. Uh, so we're going to just talk general Christmassy stuff, aren't we? Uh, Christmas songs. Your Christmas album, Luke, will touch on. Um, I think you've got a quiz, which I assume is Christmassy. Uh, and first of all, your jumper. You've got the Beatles jumper on for Christmas. Very nice. As always, yeah. That's, I think this was first brought out when we did the Get Back po uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, back. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's um, right, yeah. A couple of years ago. Brett, any Christmas uh -huh. jumpers for you? I've never owned a Christmas jumper, but I'm very jealous of, uh, of looks, I must say. What about what you I think about? I said that the last time. No, yours was absolutely horrific. Awful. <laughs> so it was I was gonna wear it, but I genuinely can't bring myself to wear it again. So I had it. Good. It was one of the lasses from work birthday a couple of weeks ago. And we're all going to the pub on a Sunday. This Irish pub, which is fucking brilliant. Loads of like trad musicians in the round. It's absolutely jumping, like a proper pub, great music. Just after Shane McGowan had died, so the loads of Pogue songs, obviously Fairy Tale New York and all that was brilliant. But you said, So, uh, get your Christmas jumper out. And I was like, I don't have one, like Brett. So, I had to go on Amazon, it was two days away. I had to go on Amazon and I uh, ordered two Christmas jumpers. Um, and the material of them, I've never known anything like it. It's like an insulated football top, it is the most synthetic material I've ever felt in my life. And, and football tops are the worst thing to wear as well, aren't they? <laughs> it was football, it's so weird. It's the weirdest material. And so, I mean, it's not breathable. Definitely not breathable. <laughs> so we were next to an open fire and that. I was fucking sweating. It was horrible. But anyway, it's just got hundreds of pictures of cats on it with Christmas hats on. And so what it possessed you though? Terrible. But I just thought, well, I'm going, there was only two available. Desperation. Yeah, <laughs> desperation. <laughs> it would come a day later. Actually, they must have been desperate to get them out of the house. I ordered this about 10 p.m. It was outside the door at 9 a.m. the next day. They must have been <laughs> <to get> <laughs> Looks like, uh, in the Amazon office. Look, somebody's ordered one. What's going on? Quick, before um, he cancels the order. <laughs> exactly, get it out of him, quick. So I wore, I wore it, and it is horrible. So there was two options. One was all right, so I'm going to keep it for Christmas Day or whatever. And then this one. And I got to the uh, pub and it's work people. So some of them I'm mates with, some of them I, I don't know that much, uh, that well. Uh, and this last who started not long ago, uh, she's American. She's very American, like super bubbly all the time. She was like, oh my God, look at that job. It's amazing. I swear <laughs> or whatever she said. She was like, do you know those cats? <laughs> <laughs> do you know each how many do cats are on the jumper? No. Do you know them? No, that is a weird way of phrasing that, right? Like, are they your cat? Do you know or, that cat? Do you know them? Like, no. Does anybody know a cat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you ever really know a cat? <laughs> well, that's, that's a what I said. <laughs> she, was, she was too drunk to comprehend, but anyway, it was all right. For sure. Well, that's my Christmas jumper. What else is going on? What's what Christmassy? Anything Christmassy happening in your house, Brett? The, are the boys there? Yes, yes. Both of them are here. But uh, no, we haven't really gotten into the Christmas swing of things. We're working all that kind of stuff. Mm. Although I, I did watch a Christmas horror film while I was rapping today, which was called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Deadly Night and it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. You see that one? Yeah. I've got no. <laughs> Have you know? Well, <laughs> no. the plot of it is uh, it's wonderful. This this kid, his family are killed by this bloke dressed as Santa, and he goes to an orphanage and stuff like that. And he has various breakdowns about Santa Claus. He hates Santa Claus, so he gets a job in a toy shop. And while he's he's working in the toy shop, he also 
accidentally gets a job as a Santa <laughs> in the toy shop, which obviously sends him over the edge. I think and that's what they call it. it. That's what they call a trigger. <laughs> that is what they call a trigger. <laughs> exactly. It was wonderful. I loved this. It was, it was funny as hell. So he's on a rampage, was he, as Santa? Yeah, with an axe. Santa with an axe. Sure. <laughs> and all he would do when he would murder people is just go, Naughty! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've seen the both uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, but I've, I've, obviously I've never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't opened until today, but I'm glad I did watch it. it was, you watch it was any class. Christmas films? I've had loads on uh, again with the, with the girls. <laughs> we sort of have a rule. My oldest, she's uh, it's her birthday mid November, so we say Christmas starts as soon as she's had her birthday. Oh, nice. So that's when we start. That's when we start like sort of feeling a bit festive. Mm-hmm. Um, my favourite Christmas film is Scrooged, and I've watched yep. that. I think I've watched that three times uh, this this year so far. I'll probably sneak it in one more time when everyone goes to bed one oh. night. I just love it. It's one, it's one of the, if I'm doing some rapping, I'll put it on in the background. So it's one of them ones that I don't have to concentrate too much on because I know the story so well. But yeah. I just love it. it's just it's just a perfect Christmas film for me. I, I, just... I love it. What's your favourite bit of it? Because it's full of little scenes and lines and stuff like that. Um. I get a bit, so I'm a bit of a sort of a sentimentalist. I can go a bit, I, I guess I like the closing scenes. Yeah. So I like, I like those singing and all that sort of thing. Yeah. There's good bits, there's good bits all the way through it. I love Bill Murray. I, I think he's great in just about everything he does. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I do, I do like that. It gets me a bit emotional, that last scene, especially when the kid comes up and he says, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, or God yeah. blesses everyone sort of thing. Yeah. And I always, I always well up a little bit on that bit, even if oh. I'm sat on my own watching it. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I like the bit where he asks the uh, prop man to staple the antlers to the little mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite different. <laughs> I like, I like the fairy. She's good, isn't she? Carol Kane, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, keep punching him. <laughs> yeah, keep smacking him. Yeah, I used to get uh, quite sad at that bit. I think where he goes to the when he goes back. It's the, the tramp that gets me. Yeah. 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 When he goes back to the shelter and like he's he's died because yeah, obviously he can't survive like that bit normally gets me. Oh, it's yeah, great I film. I haven't watched any Christmas films yet. I used to love them and watch them all the time. I think now I've got a kid, I do less Christmas stuff because I'm like busy doing stuff for her, like not necessarily just sitting on my ass watching Christmas films all the time or going out mm-hmm. to watch Christmas tree lightings and stuff. I don't know what is weird. I was thinking about it on the way home tonight. I haven't watched any Christmas films yet. Um, there's hundreds on the box though, Brett, isn't there? <laughs> hundreds there's a lot. And hundreds and hundreds. I mean, a lot of, of them terrible are, Christmas films. Yeah, the awful American Hallmark Channel ones or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, catch, I catch the wife watching them sometimes. And they're always, <laughs> they're all, they're no, they're they're terrible, aren't they? You almost can't take your eyes. You walk in the room and she's doing, she might be doing something and she'll be doing some rapping. And I'll be like, what are you watching? And she'll like sort of mention what it is. And uh-huh. every single storyline is the same. And do you know, what, you know when you watch them on, you know on Netflix and one finishes, it links yeah. to like, you might also like, and it yeah. shows you the trailer and it's exactly, almost exactly <laughs> it's the same. same with just different blokes in it, different uh, lead bloke, different lead female, different yeah. city, exactly the same yeah. story. Well, obviously there's a bloke who's uh, the girl has to go back to a small town that she escaped from now she's got a big high-flying job in the city (laughs) she has to go back at christmas because her mom's sick or something like that yeah and she but she realizes that maybe the high-flying busy life is not all it's cracked up to be and what she's really missing is the love of a good man and lo and behold that hunky guy who works in the butchers or in a farm or something like that is who she maybe went to school with. who she maybe went to school, went to school with, with but yeah. at the time there was nothing going on <laughs> yeah i've uh, seen i've seen that one <laughs> but the problem is she's got to get back to the big city for a pitch uh <laughs> she never makes it <laughs> yeah that is every fucking one of i think you're onto a winner with that <laughs> they're the awful um terrible My- aren't they my kids have just got this year the, for the first time they've got into a Santa Claus movie as well, Tim Allen's, um, and that's the first year oh, where nice. that's the first year where she's had the attention span to sit down and watch it all the way through. I've tried that's it before, good. and she's just like she's not she's enjoyed it for 10, 15 minutes, but they want they want something to be happening, don't they? In films, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how old are they? Just, 
So my oldest is seven now, and okay. she's just, like I say, just at the age now where she'll, she'll sit through something and, and give it time and give it a chance. The, yeah. the, the five-year-olds, she loses interest really quick, and she'll just start causing chaos and distracting everyone. But, uh, yeah, the, the oldest uh, can sit through yeah, a film. Yeah, Bill's four, just turned four in October. So it's, she can't concentrate on anything, like, no. for five seconds. She's she on to something new. But I did take her to the cinema the other day, uh, on Saturday, I said me and her had a day out, Christmas shopping and stuff. I took other pictures. There's a film called Migration, which is from the same people as uh, the Minions and stuff. And Jane was like, have you checked the plot to make sure there's no like peril in it? I was <laughs> like, I have. I mean, obviously I hadn't like properly, but I was like, well, I know what it's about and it's a kid's film. But anyway, it'll be all right. This plot was entirely about the the peril of a worried dad taking his young kids from the pond where they've stayed all their lives and he's too scared to migrate for winter um, until something changes this year and he decides to do it. So for an hour and 15 minutes, all they're doing is getting into different scenes of peril on the way to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty scary. So I probably should have read a little bit more about it. Pretty good. Um, but, I, I take it you haven't let her watch up yet then. Don't let her no, watch that. I, it's not, I <laughs> no. a bit, that's like old people in it. Like what well, kids don't want to yeah. watch old people. These, these were ducks. <laughs> kids don't want to watch old people. I love Cocoon. <laughs> Well, me too as well. But that was probably because of aliens. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like the glowing aliens. <laughs> anyway, we were going to talk about Christmas songs. Uh, and Luke, I asked you what your favourite three were. Like, we don't necessarily need to like, do a countdown or whatever, but uh, I do listen to Christmas songs a lot as it gets towards Christmas, more than I watch the films and stuff. So I've had Christmas songs on. I've had Christmas songs on all day at work. It's quite a broad set of tastes at work. Yeah, this is weird. Is country music massive for young people? Because all the people at work love, like, country, but, like, kind of mainstream country. Uh, they, they love it. I can't I can't get me here. I'm so surprised. They're all, like, 20-something from the UK, most of them. But they want, they want these, like, Nashville country music on all the time. Is it is it big what? in England or what? I don't I don't it's not that I'm aware of. It's <laughs> no, really weird to me, but all different people from different walks of life who just happen to work in the same office and they all like there's people well, look, they just want Garth Coombs Brooks on in that, do they? <laughs> like modern stuff like new. I think there's a guy called Luke Coombs, they all absolutely love this guy. Uh Shania Twain just did a gig here and they're all like fighting over tickets to go and see her. I was like She's got like one song, and they all don't think "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" is her best song. So I mean, they can't be that big a fan, but you know. Uh, but it's weird. So we've had a lot of Christmas country music on, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so my views on what the best Christmas songs are, are probably a bit skewed this year. But look, what is your go-to Christmas song? If you so, put one on Christmas morning, you get up. What is it? So if it was Christmas morning, so none of these songs actually would make my top three. But if, if it was Christmas morning when I'm cooking and doing bits like that, it'd be the Phil Spector album. Yeah. And none of that's made my list because I kind of see that as a complete piece of work. Mm -hmm. So from start to finish. And I hear those songs. Whenever I hear any of those songs, I think of getting the turkey ready or yeah. doing the roast potatoes. It just takes me straight away into my kitchen doing stuff on Christmas Day. Um, and I love that album. And it's weird because because we've been recording the Christmas album this year. I've been listening to Christmas songs since about May, June time. Not just the songs that we've been recording, but sometimes to get me like a bit of it in the mood for it, I've been listening to stuff as well. So um, yeah, my my, my go to is always the Spectre album. Yeah, and I've got it I've got it on vinyl. But um, in terms of my favourite. It's not easy, is it? Picking picking. No, no, you So. Um, <laughs> One of my three, I've picked Fairy Tale of New York. Now, it might be a bit of um, sort of, I said to you, like a bit of recency bias with it yeah. just sort of coming into the um, into the news a lot with the passing of Shane McGowan and that. Yeah. But it, just just about everything in the song is a per perfectly encapsulates Christmas. Whatever sound yeah. you want for a Christmas song, that's got it, I think. Yeah. Oh, so did you see the clip of uh, his funeral where the 
they were yeah. playing it and they were dancing. That was that was amazing. It's amazing. Like, that kind of shows the impact and the power of the song, I think, because it's obviously, I know Irish funerals are a bit different. Not every funeral has to be loads of people weeping and that, but uh, what what uh, taken out of the Shane McGowan, Kirsty McGall context. What an amazing moment that was as well. Like, but the song yeah, is perfect. It's beautiful. I watched a bit of his funeral. It was on uh, BBC News, and I, I had a day off or whatever, and it was it was on, and it was wonderful. It was like a concert, you know. And they, they did this uh, other thing, which I thought was wonderful, where they brought out various items that were important to Shane McGowan. Yeah. So, one of the things was a Led Zeppelin album. One of the things was like a Irish sort of rugby shirt or whatever. And I just thought, hey, that's class. I like that, you know, bring out something that's important to the person. Mm-hmm. I just loved that. So, yeah, Look, it, was... it was a proper celebration of his life, wasn't it? It wasn't just. Yeah, like... yeah. And you do hear a lot of people say about that, like, oh, it was a proper celebration. But to actually see it on that sort of scale with that many mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And obviously, especially at the time of year, if it had happened in like June, it might not have been as prevalent in people's minds. But shortly yeah. before Christmas, in the same way that obviously Kirsty McCall was just before Christmas, wasn't mm-hmm. she? She, she yeah. passed away. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. And I, I, I listen to that. I can't help but feel warm and feel Christmassy whenever I whenever I hear that song any time of year sort of thing. It's my dad's favourite Christmas song okay. as well. And I think that probably strikes a chord with me. I, I think of my dad, I think of like sort of childhood memories of listening to Christmas music. Mm. We've always been a massive, I don't, every family's different, but we've always been, gone a bit, bit big time on Christmas. We're, we're, we're massively into Christmas as a family. Yeah. Um, so that just reminds me of being a kid really in, in the eighties as well. I think that's another thing with Christmas, right? And neither all of us are about the same age. So we, I think you always remember that stuff. But it's weird where we did, we did a couple of years ago, we did a fair few Christmas episodes and there's something about, I always think of primary school where obviously it's a big deal when we were in the 80s and I guess it probably was the same for you, Luke, but you used to have to make like shakers and you Santa would come and there was a day where all the desks got put in a square and there was a party and there was songs and dancing and stuff like that. You could and bring a toy. Said, you could, yeah, there's Remember certain that? things that like make me think really vividly of that, but even though I can't remember any specifics of, of anything, right? I just remember the general feeling of that happening for so long ago, obviously. But um the dad the dad favorite Christmas song thing having an impact is is interesting. Brett, your dad will have a good favorite Christmas song, I'm sure. Yeah, all of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my dad absolutely he just loves Christmas. He loves Christmas films. He loves Christmas music. Everything about Christmas he loves. He loves Christmas specials. So Christmas was a a big thing in my house as well, the same as Luke, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, the thing with the Christmas music that I always associate with is putting the tree up. Yeah. Because that's when we would would always have it on, you know? If you're putting the, the tree up, you stick the Christmas music on, you know... Yeah, you hang on the stuff on the Christmas tree and, and things. So I associated heavily with with that. And then, obviously, at Christmas Day, you, you know, you, your mum's cooking the dinner or whatever, and it's always on then as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, that's what I associate with putting the Christmas tree up, I think. Yeah. I think uh, I can't remember ever really listening to Christmas music in the house. Like It's just always on everywhere, isn't it? Or was when we were kids. Like, you went to any shop or the town centre, or there'd be like community centres would have Christmas parties and stuff, right? Or the I used to go to the Catholic club Christmas party. There'd be the church Christmas party. There'd be the school one. There might be like one, you know, you go to your friend's house, or whatever. But I can't remember ever actually having it on at home. I've obviously made up for that over the years because I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Christmas songs and dozens of Christmas albums now. The Phil Spector one obviously is like the masterpiece. I think there's one. There's not many albums, right? Like there's well, compilations and singles, obviously Christmas hits, but there's not many albums. I think that's probably the main one. My favorite Christmas song is Darlene Love Christmas, uh, Baby Please Come Home. Boy, that's my favorite Christmas song. I absolutely love that song. The emotion in her voice, the it's just a great soul song. It just happens to be about Christmas, I think. Um, I don't love the whole album, I don't like the spoken word bit from Phil, 
I have to say. No, you could cut, you could cut that off. I'd, 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 I'd happily cut that one off. Even before he was a murderer, I probably would have lost that bit. <laughs> but Dar- um, Darlene Love does four tracks. She's got four tracks on that, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah. And like ev- every one of them. And I'd say if there's one go-to artist, she'd be the individual that I'd sort of say, mm-hmm. that's who I'd like to listen to because yeah. of her overall contribution to Christmas Christmas songs in that sense. The National Lab Boots Christmas Vacation song is hers as well. Yeah. Christmas Vacation, another classic. That's all in my top three Christmas films. Is that is that one? So again, yeah. I didn't realize as a kid that that was her singing that song from that until uh, probably a few years ago, actually. So yeah, I absolutely love love that. Um, but another one that I mentioned to uh, to Brett, I don't think I mentioned to you, Luke, is uh, we were talking about the band a couple of weeks ago, the band, the band, um, yeah. and their song. Christmas must be tonight, which I think again I only heard about five years ago. I absolutely love that song. I don't know if you know that, Luke. I don't think I do know that one now. Uh, Brett, you ever heard that? It's really obscure. I have. I listened to it before we came on. Actually, it's uh, it? it's very nativity driven. It's quite it? nativity driven, yeah. It's basically the story of uh, the nativity yeah. night. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'd never heard it until, again about five years ago. Um, and it get it must have just come on a compilation, and it's not obviously a big glam rock banger, it's quite folky and Americana. And uh, but I think it's one of those where the melody and the voices, and, and obviously they're singing about that iconography, uh, of the nativity, it's just. It's just a beautiful song. It's I I find that song quite emotional. Uh, I would definitely recommend listening to it, Luke. And there's a, yeah, I would it, yeah. There's a cover by a band like a fairly recent indie band called Bahamas. That I don't really know much about, but they're always pop up on Spotify, um, and they do a version of it, and that's a bit kind of more makes it a bit more modern. But I honestly, I I love that song. It's just. And it's one of those that I can't get out of my head whenever I listen to it as well. Like I'll still be playing the the chorus through in my head for for hours afterwards. So that's a, another one of mine. Brett, you must have a favorite or something a close to. Yeah, I most certainly do have a favorite. My favorite. It's funny that you should mention the glam rock there, Cliff, because isn't it strange how like in the seventies, like glam rock fit perfectly with Christmas and also prog rock. Fit perfectly with Christmas as well. Yeah. It's a weird thing, but mine is definitely uh, Slade's "Merry Christmas, yes. Everybody." I I love it. It's just it's so amazing. wonderful. It's it should amazing. just be called "Working Class Christmas." That's what it should be called because <laughs> it's like the words are. I mean, apparently they wrote it in like forty-five minutes or whatever. I know, like you know, people say that all the time, don't they? Oh, I wrote it now and all that kind of thing. But uh, the words are just so evocative of, of a Christmas that I remember type thing, you know, squashing people into your house and all that kind of stuff. It's just wonderful. I love the words. It's just so good. I, I even like that version where it's just the line, oh, you're hanging up the stocking on the wall over and over again. Yeah. That's all. That always gets rolled out. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one. So I've heard that. Like, clip that together. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I've heard the Noel Gallagher that's... cover. That's, that's, that's the one good. I struggled, that's the one I struggled to leave off my when I sent the free mm. in that was the one that was like afterwards it pained me a little bit and I know it's just like a just picking three random ones really yeah. out of a whole selection but it was like oh yeah. how can you like leave that one off sort of thing it's um yeah that, that's that, that's that's the one that reminds me of my childhood home I think as well if I had to pick one yeah. that re- takes me back to a certain place or a certain house okay, that's yeah. okay. Childhood home that one does and listening to you, obviously your album as well, your Christmas album, Christmas with the Mariners. This is a, a couple of sort of it's an influence in the songs there as well, isn't it? I think. The yeah, there's one. yeah, there's what there's one of them. I'd say um, the chaotic, crazy Christmas one we've yeah. wrote, I wrote. Um, ironically, when you were saying there a moment ago about how they took it forty five minutes, I did literally write that one in about 10, 15 minutes. It was. Um, <laughs> oh, there you I go. Mean, you're another one. <laughs> I remember. I just, thinking, I just felt, felt that the album needed one more, and we'd put a deadline on the day. We was like, we was, we was sort of putting all our ideas together and sending each of our demos. And we said, like, by the end of the day, we have to make sure we've decided that's what we want to get done and that's what we want to get recorded. So I sort of like knocked knocked out oh, this last like, last quick one. 
but that one was, yeah, that's about sort of growing up as a child and experiencing yeah. Christmas and all, all those little things, not, none of the big things or, or anything, but all those little sort of small little parts of Christmas day that when you mold them all together, that sort of encapsulates what your Christmas is. And then as the song goes on, it's about growing up and sort of seeing your kids have that same experience and yeah. seeing it from the other side sort of thing. It's a bit with the, the dad with the batteries and stuff, isn't it? That's yeah. what I particularly <laughs> yeah. loved about that one. And then it's suddenly you, you're the father and you forgot the batteries. That's it, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I love that, that one. That's the one we'll play at the end, I think. So uh, people will get a chance to hear that. That's the that's the pop. That's the pop. That's like the poppy one. The the catch the catchy one. That's the one that I sort of imagine could be. It won't because it will probably get never really get listened by by hardly anyone. But that's the one that I imagine sort of could be played at an office Christmas party when <laughs> everyone's got the daft the daft dats on and they're sort of just messing around a little bit. Um, Similar to a sort of uh, Shaking Stevens, which is another one of the ones I picked. That's yeah. a sort of sort of messing around at a Christmas party, sort of we, you know what I mean? I, I, just everyone can <laughs> everyone can dance around and make a prat of themselves to that song. Um, yeah. Sh- Shaking Stevens hasn't got any. There's no like sentimental thing there. I just like it as a Christmas song. It's just it's just again, a great pop song, isn't it? Again, like, yeah, that's exactly what song. it is. Yeah, yeah, perfect. The strange, the, the funny thing is that I, I don't know if this happens to you, but do you wake up with a song in your head? Because I, mean, I, I, I woke up with that song in head. my head <laughs> <laughs> every morning this week. Every morning this week, it's probably because I've listened to Luke's album, and obviously it's on there as well. But it's it's just it, I wake up and it's in my head that shaking rain there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a great song. I heard today that um, that almost came out a year earlier. Than it did. It was massive. Oh, I read that eighty-five, but he deleted yeah. it because it was going to go up against Band-Aid, and he was like, "Well, what's the point?" <laughs> well, I read, that exact, I read that exact same thing today. I was just reading up like, on the songs. Famously kept. Last Christmas was never number one, right? Because of that, because uh, that came out the same year as Band-Aid, and Shaky was like, "Nope, fuck that. We'll wait a year." <laughs> <laughs> but it was genius it was genius really because that then made, that made number one didn't it yeah. and if you look at, if you look at christmas songs and some of the like the really big ones a lot of them didn't make number one yeah, there's, yeah. there's a hell of a lot that you think you assume like fairy tale of new york i know there's a chance it could make number one this year mm-hmm. but there's there's loads of songs like that that have never made number one which you think surely surely it would have done but yeah shake and steven that was that was genius really to give it just yeah. leave it that one year cynical well, Genius. the wizard one didn't because Slade was number one, wasn't exactly, it? It was yeah. the same year. So I think like the yeah. wizard one was was three or whatever, and Slade was number one. What was number two? We wish you a wonderful oh, Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Great song, Mike Bat. Mm-hmm. What a great song, right? There he is <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, mm. Because like from the early seventies to the mid eighties, there was like. It was just every year, wasn't it? There was like there was massive Christmas hits every single it was obviously year. Obviously, like a thing, like let's fucking write one and have a massive hit. Whereas then I think people go a bit cool for it. Like if you think about the nineties, there wasn't like big Christmas bangers, and it went out of fashion. Hey, what well, about Cliff? Well, it was out Good of fashion. Cliff. What I've just. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I, is, Christmas number one was a massive thing, wasn't it? I remember, you know, looking forward to Top of the Pops on Christmas Day to find out, you know, yeah, what was going to be number one. Was, but if you think about that night, big was, deal. Was stay another day and all of that stuff, Mr. Blobby, I think. Mm-hmm. But then it became Bobby's <laughs> yeah. as well, right? Because it was yeah. Mr. Blobby, it was Bob the Builder and stuff like that. Um, so I think it went from being Christmas to just novelty and that kind of took yeah. the shine off it a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I think that's still the same now, right? There's some. Who's that fucking lad, lad man or something? Yeah, that, isn't it sausage some, rolls some or something? Scammer. That's always number one. <laughs> yeah, someone like that. Shit. It's is shit. Is he meant to be a scammer? Is he like the money he's meant to be for charity, but he keeps it or something? I don't know. Sounds shit. They're they're from they're from around our, our way somewhere. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, better not. It's fucking work. Slag them off. <laughs> Go oh, I'll, 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 I'll slag them off. I don't mind slagging them off. Just put the winners out. Um, that that isn't that should not be what Christmas is about. Something like that. <laughs> no, is it? No. Unless it's <laughs> yeah. a snowball. Any records? Fight. Any records that they've got? I don't consider them to be records. They don't, they don't exist. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> uh, let's take a break because we're going to run out of time on this one. Come back in five minutes or so. 
Well, welcome back to Breton Clips Christmas Flea Circus with special guest Luke Williamson from the Mariners. Well, we should talk about the Beatles, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Three big Beatles fans. The jumper is there. Um, more than Beatles Christmas songs, which probably leads into what was your stuff, Luke. John Lennon Christmas song, Paul McCartney Christmas song. Two massive ones. Very different, of course. Um, what are your thoughts on these, Brett? Yeah, well, I, I love them. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like, uh, let's, should we say, Paul McCartney sort of fans don't like his one, do they? Why? Well, it's some a, people it's don't. It's an amazing song. I know, I like it as well. I mean, it's an odd one, isn't it? But, I, I you know, I, a lot of people apparently don't like it. I, I certainly do. Paul McCartney certainly does, because it makes him 400 grand a year, or whatever it makes him. <laughs> so... I like it, you know, it's it's on every year and I always always enjoy it. It's catchy and stuff. So yeah, I think the, the Lennon one's better. But there you go. That's my I'm in the Lennon camp, aren't I? So you are, you are. I'm about to say that. I, th- I think uh, it's the best thing that Yoko has ever done. That wrong. That's, okay. That's wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Luke? best thing that Yoko has ever done then, Cliff? He's got some good songs, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's no screaming on this one, which you know, there's, not, there's no screaming. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> there's most things, you know, uh, albums, some of them are all right, more like <laughs> ambient ones and stuff. They're all right, I'm telling you. Anyway, look, uh, Bullocks! <laughs> simply having a wonderful Christmas time. What's your thoughts? I love it. Um, again, I, I do, I have heard like some people sort of criticize it. McCart- I think Mick McCartney can sometimes be an easy one to criticise. Like people, people like people like to have a little dig at him mm. because if, when you've done as much as what he's done, I don't think it's any surprise that I, for you guys knowing from speaking to me before that I'll come down on the McCartney side of things on this. Yep. But I, but I do also think that's probably just because the Lennon one probably is one of them ones that gets played so much. It's like it's on the now album. I think it's like the opening track. So every yeah. time you put that album on, you always hear that. Whereas you don't always get to listen to track seventeen or whatever that may be on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like them both. Like the, the, it's the Beatles. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. In terms of what you're comparing it to, if you're comparing it to like their um, the Beatles stuff or even their proper solo albums and not a Christmas song as such. Um, Sometimes a bit like seen as a bit of a novelty, but I think I think they're both good songs, and within their own right, they're both they're both up there with anything any other Christmas songs, really. Is yeah, it, but is the, the Lennon thing as well. Sorry, Cliff. That's it's right. always if if you buy Lennon's greatest hits or whatever, like yeah, Lennon Legend, and it's always on there as well. Yeah. So unlike the McCartney one, where it's not going to be on any of his greatest hit stuff, is it? Do you know what I mean? I think but the, the, Lennon one is, the Lennon one is amazing. Like I absolutely love the opening. Um, but I'm not massively keen on like the big sing along chorus bit as it reaches its crescendo, but just love that like opening. And so, this is Christmas, like that's just and his voice is amazing, yeah. It's, yeah, re- it's that, really good, it's unbelievable. The, the McCartney one, Luke, you probably know more than me, but is that the song that kind of split wings up? I'm not sure, I'm not sure on that. Um, no, but I. I so so for me the mccartney one what year was that was it about 80 it's like 79 or something 80 so oh, is it i 70, think is it, it's, it's it, like it's towards the end of wings McCartney isn't it too early yeah wings all this stuff he arrested in tokyo i think it's all about the same time all oh, right okay then yeah um yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure on that front. I, I like it, and I, I like the. I like the video as well. It's just it was down. It the was done at his yeah. local pub, wasn't it? Yeah. Which yeah, again, imagine just you. Imagine your locals near Paul McCartney, and they just ropes you in to go and do a, a Christmas video for his um. <laughs> for his latest somehow kind of maintained that kind of character, hasn't he? Like he, he has somehow. Yeah, and it, I don't know really it is, but it, it seems genuine that he just goes. I to think a it pub is genuine. Yeah, it's got that, and it's got that sort of lo-fi quality to it, hasn't it? Where it's not like it's not like overly produced, and it does it does sound like it was just put together on on the on the cuff sort of thing. Um, I think it's just McCartney, isn't it, playing all the instruments and everything? It's just yeah. him. He did it by himself, I think, didn't he? 
think yeah. so. I think he was the only one on the on the, obviously think... Linda's, on, Linda's on it with the backing, but some backing. But other than that, it's just all McCartney on the. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's one of those where we like because it, it's credited as Paul McCartney and Wings sometimes, and just Paul yeah. McCartney sometimes. I think. Um, I think it's just him. There's a grey area with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I, I thought you might know more on that, Luke, being such a big McCartney fan. But I, I'm pretty sure I've read or heard that it was a period where, like, it came out and the rest of the band were like, what the fuck's this? Like, we, we've had nothing to do with this. And it was a bit mm-hmm. kind of the end of Wings, but... Uh, that also right sounds album. like a very that also sounds like a very <laughs> McCartney thing to have happened. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he hasn't got history for that kind of thing, has he? <laughs> McCartney, Neil Young, they all do it. <laughs> I don't. He does make you wonder sometimes why he did bother with other people because he clearly doesn't need other people, does he? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, he really like, I just want to be a band again. I just want to be like the guitarist or the bassist, like. But also, I'm going to go and record this entire album on me. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard look i saw you tweeting on talk about mccartney i saw you uh i'd listened to that new version of band on the run yeah have you listened I to that it. brett i haven't no i haven't i haven't listened to that there's basically a no it's not demos but it's a less produced version of that album seems to be coming mm-hmm. out um, just i think they've just got rid of loads of the overdubs haven't they yeah. It's um so there's not there's hardly any electric on it. It's just really stripped back, but it is it is also the stuff that was used for the eventual mixes. But if if that if that one tracks because they've only put the one track on there at the minute, if that's anything to go by, then that the whole album should sound really good. And I I, I normally think something like that's a bit gimmicky, but I yeah. was really I was really impressed with that. Just that one track, I was really impressed with it. I'm looking forward I to it. Thought it sounded good. I don't I do wonder how many versions of everything Paul McCartney used to bring out. But uh, like I, I mean, he's absolutely rinses people. I think for, for that money, like these mega fans that buy twelve versions of McCartney three or whatever that was. You know, like, there's a new there's a new release of McCartney three out as well, isn't there? Is it? Wasn't it on like hundred quid or something? A three year anniversary. Like I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a thing for albums, but there's a three year anniversary. <laughs> long as you call them a number, you can just keep doing different coloured vinyls. I'm not sure. Again, not not I mean, sure. I get that. There is about twenty versions of that album. Like yeah, oh yeah, twenty is probably un- underselling it as well. There's probably more than that. It's bad, isn't it? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but there are some. There are people out there that want every single version that they can possibly get, and then get angry that they're not having to buy them all. Like you don't have to. You, yeah, nothing happens. This is really annoying. He's, he's, rip, he's ripping us off, but I'm gonna buy one more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, nothing will happen if you don't have that extra version of it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but I, I like both of those songs. I think, like, the like I said, the beginning of the Leonard one, it does it for me. His voice, I think, is great on it. Um, there's something I saw. There's a song from like the 40s or 50s that apparently it's exactly the same as that's not a it Christmas is. song. Uh, I listened to a little snippet of it, and it really is. But it's is it? I haven't heard that. It got, it's called like Stromboni or something like that. It's not like a fucking right. Not a Christmas or anything. Yeah, he, he got I, away with that one bit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know anything about it. I just read that and heard a clip of it, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but again, again, it's some, it's someone that's had a had a history for that, didn't he? We've uh, like come together and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think he got his arse handed over coming together, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep, keep doing gigs with uh, Chuck Berry, who clearly hated him. <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> um, George Harrison's Ding Dong. Is that a Christmas song? I don't know that one. You don't know it? No, I don't know that one. I thought you were talking about porn or something. What, no, no, what uh, yeah, George Harrison's Ding Dong. What do you think of that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a song called Ding Dong by George Harrison. I think it's about 78 or something. Um, it was a single. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's like a new year. It's like the choruses ring ring out the old, ring in the new. It must be like Christmas scene. Ding Dong, Ding Dong is the thing. Um, yeah, so what, about, what about Mall of Kintyre? Is that a Christmas? It's a New Year's song, isn't it? It's always on a New Year. Yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love Muller Kintyre. I've got there's a big there's a big issue with Muller Kintyre for me though. So I'm an Ox County fan, but 
Nottingham Forest use that to walk out to. And no, they, they do, don't they? And it it pains me. It really pains me. So <laughs> do you know if I'm ever like that? I don't know, but do you know if I'm ever out and about in the car on my own and I've got the windows down and I'm maybe listening to music and Mull of Kitai comes on, I automatically turn it off because I don't want anyone yeah, walking you by don't want anybody to think, oh, he must be a Forest fan. <laughs> and he also That's promised that if they, ever, if they ever got back to the top flight, he'd go out and sing it like pre-match. Fortunately, that's not happened. He's not done that. He's not, <laughs> he's not, he's not lowered himself to that. <laughs> this this is a bit of an aside, uh, Luke, but I was obviously, um, me and Cliff are massive Hadji fans, right? And I was looking yeah. over the, the history of Hadji and stuff like that. And he played at Wembley against yeah. your team. I went to that. Oh, you were that much? Anglo-Italian Cup final, yeah. That's right, exactly, yes. We were probably the most successful English club in that. We went to two um, Anglo-Italian finals. Knotts mm-hmm. uh, had never been to Wembley at all in their mm-hmm. entire history until I was eight years old. And then we went, f- I think we went five times in six six years all of a sudden. <laughs> For the Anglo-Italian Cup. Playoff, Anglo-Italian, Anglo-Italian, and then another yeah. player. So, um, yeah, it, nice not, not his rich so vein you, of form was my coincided with me going to games. So you've actually saw Hadji play, which is better saw than you play, know, me yeah. and Cliff. But yeah. I didn't realise he, he didn't realise at the time who he was sort of thing. Um, uh-huh. He wasn't like he was. He was obviously I can't remember, but he was obviously going to be good. He was he was Hadji. Yeah. Um, it was before he was proper, proper famous, I guess, over here. Yeah, uh, I, I can't every time you just read. Google him now and read whatever his latest story is. He's always doing mad shit. He's like in the Romanian yeah. FA and I thought like he's a politician or something. He's a politi- well. Yeah, is he a politician now? There's yeah, something stuff. like that. He has like he basically runs like Romania's like version of Lillishall or whatever. Um yeah. right. as well. So there's always like mad stories about that. His son still plays for yeah. injured, I think. Does he? Oh All right. Maybe we'll sign him, Brett. You probably will, eh? <laughs> Any, anyway, back to Muller Kintyre. Did, did you not, your mum and dad not always play it on New Year because of the bagpipes? You're thinking of all that design, but it's I'm not, man. I'm not. I remember, a, I remember my parents. Bagpipes. I remember my parents playing a lot of, so they didn't, they didn't own many records, but what they did have in the sort of late 80s, early 90s is they had um, the Red and Blue album, Beatles Red and Blue album. Uh-huh. Then my mum had a couple of Motown albums. My dad had Irish folk albums, and then they they had one solo Lennon album, which was Lennon Legend, whenever that came out ar- around that time, and then they had a McCartney album. So th- that was the sort of stuff that I sort of was played around a lot around that time growing up. Yeah. Well, look, entire it does sound Christmassy. I think the whole Lennon Legend album feels Christmassy, but I think that's to do with the production that he was going through at that time and the sort of the there's a lot sound. of spec there production right yeah exactly so, yeah, so it of... sounds like a christmas album it, yeah. it always reminds me of christmas lennon legend does even though there's only one song on the whole thing that's yeah release. yeah makes sense i think makes sense um so the beatles also brought out christmas songs which even as a big fan i wasn't massively aware of these or i, I don't think i've even heard of them but i have heard christmas time is here again is that what it's called yeah. yeah, yeah. Christmas time brackets, brackets is here. Is here, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, you must know a, a bit about these Christmas Christmas singles, EPs. What what were they? Because they're not massive part of the Beatles. Well, it was like it was part of the it was part of the fan club um, thing that people used to sign up to. So they used to send like um, flexi sort of little flexi discs out with just Christmas messages on and, and bits and bobs like that. And one of one of them happened to have this Christmas time is here again. I think that there's a version out there somewhere on the internet that's like seven or eight minutes long. Um, okay. The commercial version, I think, that made the flexi disc was just like a couple of, a couple of minutes. It went around maybe three or four times. But there's one version that goes on goes on for ages. Um, but yeah, they, had, they did like their Christmas message every year. And I think that was like for four or five years running. And if you can if you can pick up one of those flexi discs, those Christmas message flexi discs yeah. now, they're worth an absolute fortune. Absolute fortune. Oh sure. Brett, you, on are you aware of the song? Uh, yeah, just from you know, obviously what Luke says, they're reading about the fan club and stuff like that, that where they, they'd send a message because they couldn't write back to the fans that they wanted to write back to or whatever. So they thought, well, we'll we'll send out a Christmas message on the flexi disc or what have you. 
So mm-hmm. I think that's why that's how it came about that they they couldn't con- or get in touch with the fans who okay. wrote letters that to them sense. type thing, you know. I think after a while they they also then decided right, let's fuck these off. We're not we're not going to keep keep doing <laughs> No. <laughs> let's, let's well, the songs, I, I really like the song. It's, it's great. Like uh, your version, I've, I've heard another version of it as well. It f- feels like it might be somebody like Sonic Youth, but that I've probably made Cooler, that up. Cooler, Sha- Cooler Shaker did a version. Oh, did that's the one you... <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it's quite drawing, right? I guess it kind of fits in with that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just one of them. I know it's a bit of a throwaway because obviously it's very, it's very repetitive. But um, again, it, when we were sort of looking at doing the album and we, we had, I think we'd, by this point, we were probably up to like 10 or 11 songs. And then Luke, the bass player, just all of a sudden sent us a track through. He said, oh, I've been working on this. Should, should we have a bash at this? And he'd done the drum, in a day, he'd basically done the drums for it, the bass, a load of Indian instruments and the, with the drone and the sitar. Mm. Um, he'd put some electric, he'd, he'd basically done the whole lot and then just said, do you want to put, do you want to put, do you want to whack a vocal on that? Um, so yeah, we thought, we thought it was just a bit of, just a bit of fun, a bit of a throwaway track really. Ah, but just great. Bit... It's not a song that many people will know, right? So. Uh, yeah, but you do a Beatles cover, and it's that people be like, "What? What the fuck's this?" So I think it's a, an inspired choice. I think it's a good, <laughs> good choice. Um, Indeed. We'll edge in towards the end, I guess. So let's we'll we'll get on to a little bit about the album and and the song we're going to play. But is it quiz time? Are you ready for a quiz, Brett? Yeah, go. We can go for the quiz time. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Uh, okay, so I was um. I was toying with different different ideas actually, so I'm just going to throw some questions at you in the way that they are sometimes a little bit random the way you do it. So right. for the first for the first one, you both you can both have a guess, and it will be the near the nearest one to the correct answer gets okay. it. So how many thousand pounds did Bob Geldof initially predict that Band Aid would raise for Ethiopia in the year of its release? How many oh, thousand thousand pounds? A mm. hundred. Hundred thousand pounds. I don't know. Like, it's hard to know what money was knocking about back then. But so people bought the single, and the money went to charity. Yeah, and I guess went the single to the, was going to be yeah. two quid or something like that. Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably a, a low estimate. I think he probably was like, "Oh, it'll probably make thirty thousand pounds or something." So, yeah, so he underplayed it big time. So he, he, he said it would make around £70,000. In oh. that first year alone, it made £8 million. <laughs> so it, 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 did, it did all right. Yeah, uh, it did all okay. right. Well, Brett, you won that one. I did. Question, question two is, uh, which family enjoyed five Christmas number ones in the 1960s? Which family? family. Yeah, which family? Ooh. It's I'll give you a clue. We have we, we have mentioned the family this evening. The family? What the fuck? Five Christmas. And we've mentioned ones. them. I can't remember what we talked about. Uh, it's a bit of a trick question. The Ronettes. <laughs> it, was two di- it was two different artists. So one of the artists had four Christmas number ones, and then somebody else in the same family had a Christmas number one. Oh, I don't know. Probably, I uh, it's a hard question, that one, isn't it? It's well, worse than you, Cliff, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, look, who is it? It was, it was the McCartney family. So the Beatles had number ones in, in the 60s of Christmas with I Want to Hold Your Hand, I Feel Fine, Day Tripper and Hello Goodbye. And then oh. Mike McCartney had one with Lily the Pink. Uh, uh, all right, okay, okay. First novelty Christmas record, yeah. So a bit of a trick. <laughs> it was a tricky. <laughs> Okay, so whose piano playing was rejected from pl- from being on Santa Claus is Coming to, into Town on the Phil Spector Christmas album? Whose piano playing was rejected? Whose piano playing was rejected? It's, it's, it's uh, got to be Beatles linked, hasn't it? It's got to be Preston well, somewhere. If you're thinking in the same sort of area as a McCartney, but it's not a bit, it's not a Beatle. But if you was thinking of the same sort of level of genius as McCartney, you wouldn't go like wrong. Sixty-eight, does it? That album, sixty-seven. 60, uh, 63. 63? What? Yeah. Uh, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Correct. And then, after securing Christmas number one in 1960 with The Shadows, how long did Cliff Richard have to wait 
for his oh, next Christmas number one. Breath specialist subject. It's got to be 86 on it with the mistletoe and wine. Is <laughs> <laughs> that right? Is it 85? I'm not sure. If, if, uh, I'm going to say 82. It was 88, so we had to wait 28 years. Ooh. And Ooh. is that mistletoe and wine then? It was mistletoe and wine, yeah. Um, and then he, he waited another two years and he had he had the other one. Um, yeah, which then, nobody remembers. Which one? Yeah. Savior's Day. Savior's Day, is that one? It is Savior's Day. Savior's yeah. Day. Yes. <laughs> and then I was going to finish. I was going to finish on this ten possible answers, but see how many you can get. So, in terms of uh, Brett mentioned it earlier on, in terms of royalties in the UK, which ten songs make the most in royalties every oh. Christmas? Slade's got to be up the top. So you mentioned Slade. That that's the biggest one. That makes five hundred k a year. All right. You can go now, Cliff. Uh, last Christmas. Last Christmas is number five. Three hundred thousand pounds a year. Well, um, George. Driving home for Christmas. You also <laughs> mentioned uh, wonderful Christmas time earlier on, and that's on the list. Yeah. What was that one you just mentioned? Sorry, driving over Christmas, Chris Ria. No, that's not. That's not. Oh, uh, what? Of course, it's it, why not. not? Why not? Because it's not one of the biggest songs. This <laughs> <laughs> is <in> my house. <laughs> um, in the UK, so it's in a the UK, UK artists, but all yeah. just sales in the UK. Okay, so not no, Mariah no, Carey. Sales it? No, it's sales in the UK. So Mariah, so yeah, Mariah Carey's on there. Three hundred and seventy-six thousand a year. Right, it's my turn then. Wizard, the wizard one. Wizard's not, wizard's not on the top what ten. Oh fucking hell! Criminal, <laughs> criminal. It is Christmas songs. <laughs> in, at number, in at number ten is one that I wouldn't. Do you know when? You know when people say a Christmas song. In at number ten is one I would not class as a Christmas song. It was uh, a Christmas number. If Frankie goes to Hollywood. No. I'm not not sure what year it'd have been. That it'd isn't been... a Christmas song, that one, is it? The Paul Love? Is it Paul Love? Yeah, like but that, the video's like yeah. activity, isn't it? I think that's why that one. Yeah. Um, well, what about the Band-Aid? Is that still making money? Well, this is based on 2021. Now, Band-Aid, band, just... Don't blame the quiz master here. That's that's not, <laughs> that's not on there, but surely it is. <laughs> that's probably nobody, made more money. Nobody than... listens to this... that song anymore. <laughs> this, website, this website must be shit. Um, it's the one Cliffs uses. Well, it's the same one. What's it called? Day by E17. <laughs> really old, really old one from the forties. From the forties. The biggest. Bing, Bing Crosby. Christmas. Correct. Okay, White Christmas. Still makes three hundred and twenty-eight thousand a year. Is it? Wow. Okay. Um, one of one of them is one of the songs that I was going to pick as my free. We didn't get around to talking about it, but that was um, Joni Louis. Stop the cavalry. Oh, it's a good dad, song. In, that one, it, it wasn't intended. It wasn't intended to be a Christmas song either. But the yeah. the, uh, the, the uh, record label just liked the line "Wish I was at home for Christmas" and said, "Let's release it at Christmas." It's a good song. That is, a good, like that, that is basically the line that makes the song as well. So yeah, yeah. So right. <laughs> also like the Mike Oldfield one as well because he's guitar player on that's unbelievable. You love Greg Lake. I do love Greg Lake. I like the Greg Lake one. Yeah. yeah. What, what, about, what about Chris Deberg? It's his best song. <laughs> what? Isn't it? What is? His Christmas song? His better, Christmas song? It can't be better than Lady Space Man came traveling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It the is. One, the, one that's, the one that snuck in onto the top 10 that I don't count as a Christmas song was E17. Oh. Is that it? No, oh, did you say that? Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't look. I think you were shouting over. You were shouting, Michael. And I was not shouting. Was that, I was. I was shouting. Yeah, George. <laughs> Michael Field. Just shouting that right over and over again. Michael Field. Yeah. Jubilee Bells. Do you, you know the name of the song? It's a. Uh, oh, what's it? It's, Don't look it up. <laughs> it's in. I can't even pronounce it. If I did have it written down, in Dulce Diablo, something like that. Is it Il Dolce Jubilo? Is that what it's called? That was close enough, wasn't it? Anyway, it's not in the top ten. Anyway, yeah, it's otherwise Luke would have it in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> got, <laughs> that's correct. What have we missed out with that then? 
The only one you missed, well, we mentioned the Pogues earlier on, that makes 400k a year. So the only, the last one that you've, we've not mentioned uh, is Pretenders 2,000 miles. Oh, I was going to say that as well, but I thought, it, I didn't think it was that big. Yeah. So uh, that was in at number eight. So yeah, that, that was sort of a mix of mash of the top 10. Um, what, what do you think of Step Into Christmas by Elton John? I like that one. I was on a bus the other day and there was um, there was a family sat at the front and there was a, a, a young lad talking to his auntie and they were singing the song and they were, he says, it's my favourite. It goes and he was singing it along to her and they were like, oh, what's it called? What's it called? And I was halfway back on the bus and I just shouted, step into Christmas. The bus was absolutely rammed. It was, we'd just been out, me and my daughter had just been out to uh, ice skating in town and then got, went to watch uh, Wonka at the cinema. And it's Christmas is the one time of year where you're actually allowed on a bus just to shout out <laughs> at random strangers, and you won't get hit. you won't get hit for it. Everyone you couldn't resist, could you, Luke? You couldn't resist. Oh, you had it in socials. That's just what happens. In yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, normally there's no eye contact. It's like you just sit on the bus, and you keep quiet, and you don't talk to anyone. But um, well, Luke, I was, I was... if you ever visit us in socials, you will not. Not be talked that when you go on a bus. Nobody, <laughs> you, you have to fight them off. <laughs> it's <impossible>. certainly do. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, Lennon, my son's just bought a twelve-string guitar, and he's yeah, he was playing "Step Into Christmas" on that. On that, what? Oh, wouldn't be what came to mind to me. <laughs> <to play laughs> like that. Okay, he's nice. Fucking, right. uh, he's mint. You know, he's class. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah he's good. Nice. Yeah, so that's why he was playing. Puts Ooh. me to shame. I like that quiz luke that's good so we'll finish with uh a song from your christmas album tell us a little bit about the album and, and the song that we're going to play so i um i wrote a, i wrote a song the opening track of the album i wrote that one about five six years ago and ever since it's been written we've been like we've got to do something we've got to do a christmas release be it a single or a double a side or something like that and in april this year i just sent the lads a message saying are we going to do it this year sort of thing off off the cuff sort of I sent them the old demo and we we're like yeah we'll try let's uh let's try and do a four track ep well about two two or three weeks later we had a 14 well, 14 track album sort of written <laughs> or, 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 well it was 11 originals and we've whacked three covers on there um and once you once we, once i found once we was in the mood of writing a christmas song you were getting ideas for other Christmas songs, listening to Christmas songs. So like I say, I've, I've had them on all year. And the one you're going to play tonight is Chaotic Crazy Christmas. And that's just about my childhood growing up, all the things that happened on Christmas Day. Your, your grandma crashed out on the sofa drinking sherry. And like you mentioned earlier on about like dad running out of the batteries or forgetting the batteries for your present. And then it's all just come full circle. And I've now got kids at Christmas and you're just trying to make sure they have a, a Christmas that, that they'll remember when they're older. Um, in much the same way that I remember all the ones that I had because of all the efforts that my parents went to. So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the sort of vibe and that sort of feel of it. Nice one. And if you want to listen to it or buy it, what's the best place to do that? Uh, you can go to themariners.bandcamp.com and we've got some CDs available of it. You can also stream it in all the usual places that rip artists off, but you're more than welcome to go there as well. <laughs> Just check out that you do like it and then come and buy it on Bandcamp. Like I say, we've got we've got CD copies of it still available. A lot. I think we over we over, we over calculated <laughs> this one. We bought fifty we, we bought like fifty odd copies, thinking we'll flog a few of them, and we've I think we've sold six. So, <laughs> but it's all for the games, and we'll, we'll be able to we'll be able to try and sell them every year. So, well, of course. Well, this is Crazy Chaotic Christmas. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Brett. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. I think this will go out on Christmas Eve or the day before. See you later. Merry Christmas. Thank you both. Merry Have a good Christmas, Christmas, boys. Cheers, yeah. chaps. There were logs on the fire with my old man in a mire. He forgot to buy batteries. A chaotic, crazy Christmas. Now Christmas is a part of me. The turkey would be cooking as mama was a supping on a sherry on the big city. A chaotic, crazy Christmas. Now Christmas is a part of me. Was the anticipation and the mystery Imagining what could be beneath 